0: So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. And welcome to the video podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Woody, how you doing Woody? Woody is my sidekick. This is your host, E. Vander here with the PBL Podcast, and my canine sidekick over there, Woody, who is with me for every show, just about, except sometimes when he goes to school. But, Woody, did you watch the debate last night? He goes, yeah, he nodded his head. He did nod his head. What'd you think? Woody says, woof. Now, Woody's a dog, people. Woody, dogs can't talk. But with that one wolf, you know what he said? He said to Kamala Harris, "You are a lion, dog-faced pony soldier." That's right, Kamala Harris. I mean, the amount of lies that came out of her last night at that debate. You know, this is what's really funny about all this. And um, the left says that you know they were joking. There should be a fact checker for Trump because he lies so much. That he lies, he lies, he lies. The amount of lies from this administration, yada yada yada. But last night, Kamala Harris. Brought up several hoaxes and lied and just lied. Like, here's some of the hoaxes that she brought up. She brought up the, the hoax that Donald Trump uh, has never denounced white supremacy. I'm going to show you some video on that and audio on that where he has. He has. You know, the hoax that at the Charlottesville, after the Charlottesville riot, that he never denounced white supremacy. It's BS. He has, several times. How many more times does he have? We keep talking about that on the show, but she brings it up. She brought up the Atlantic story hoax where uh, they allege through four anonymous sources that President Trump disparaged the men and women in the military. A complete made-up, fabricated story that's been debunked. I mean, they had four anonymous sources. Not one has come out and said who they are, Trump has had like 24 outed sources, including John Bolton. And she also brought up the New York Times, Trump's tax return story, which has also been debunked. Yeah, I know. I know you left this and liberals, you're going to sit here and say, no, no, it hasn't been debunked. In the story, in that New York Times tax story, they didn't say they had his tax returns. They inferred they had his tax returns. What they said in there is they have tax data. They never once said they had his tax returns. And if they had his tax returns, that'd be illegal. Maybe that's why I didn't say it. But they never once said they had his tax returns. And then Kamala Harris throughout the evening also talks about how she's for law and order when she was the one who supported a fund to bail out protesters who had committed crimes. Some of those who were bailed out went on to commit more crimes. So last night's debate, in my opinion, was a complete debacle for Kamala Harris. But the left, you know, they're going to say she did fine. Our side, the conservative side, is going to say Pence did fine. Pence, did, Pence was good. Pence was measured. He was firm. He was uh, polite. But you're going to hear the media not say that. In fact, this is what they're doing right now. This is what the media, and we'll get into parts of the debate, but this is where the media is on how Pence treated
1: Kamala Harris.
0: Listen to this. used to be across the hall from you when we were in Congress. We walked together at the halls all the time. You have a reporter and a, ca- a woman candidate, and both of them you're interrupting, both of them you're attacking. Not a good sign.
2: Sarah Fagan, let me bring that to you, because obviously Mike Pence,
0: his uh, former television commentator, does have a very calm demeanor, but I think a lot of people were noticing some mansplaining going on tonight.
1: I don't know. I didn't see it that way, George. T-
0: mansplaining. That's how they're going to play this that Pence was mansplaining to Harris. Uh, Andrea Mitchell, who's a reporter for NBC, MSNBC, tweeted out the same thing, has, and she's trying to trend the hashtag mansplaining. So that's what they're doing. The left is sitting here telling you that Pence was rude to Harris because he was mansplaining. Is that not ridiculous? I mean, is that not just the most ridiculous thing. Pence was calm and cool. He, he is the opposition to Harris. I mean, what do they want to, what does the left expect? Well, you, we know what the left expects. They expect, they expect that the Trump administration, Pence and everybody involved, just lay down and not do anything because they don't want to fight. They don't want a fair fight. Mansplaining. So that's how the left is playing this. And you can see this on the social media apparatus is right now where the left is starting to say, well, Pence was mansplaining. Pence was doing anything but mansplaining. By the way, before I get too deep into this, you know, I guess the winner of the debate, what are the winners, the losers? I guess the winner was that fly. Did you see the fly that landed on Pence's head for like a couple of minutes? I mean, when I saw that, I'm like, is that a fly? Is it really a fly? Now, before the left starts getting into all their memes of how flies know where to find shit, because that's what they're doing, um, that also happened to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. So, I guess, uh, and Barack Obama, remember that one time it landed right on his lip. Yeah, you left, you go for that. That's good for you. <clears throat> maybe, you can, maybe you can mansplain to us all how uh, flies find fine shit. <clears throat> so, anyway, so the, the debate was interesting in that uh, if you look at the performances, excuse me here, <clears throat> you look at the performances. Pence Pence has been in politics for a while, uh, and I know the right has been bashing um, Biden for being in politics for 47 years. Pence was a governor of Indiana, was congressman. He's been in politics for a long time. He's a seasoned politician. But you also see on the left how before they going into the debate, how he was a radio um, personality, so he can handle this. And I mean, I think he's a radio personality in like college or something. Uh, but and then you just heard George Stephanopoulos saying he was a, a television commentator. Where, where do they get this? What are, they, what are their angle there? Their angle there is trying to show that Pence is nothing more than a polished performer. Pence is anything but. Pence is a very seasoned politician and a seasoned debater. And not only that, uh, he's a wonky kind of guy. He knows policies and procedures. He's a staunch conservative, A uh, very smart guy. I mean, this is your presidential frontrunner in 2024 if this administration wins the election again. And it is a big if right now. I hate to say it. But let's get into the politics or the debate last night. There was one part that I found was kind of interesting that Kamala Harris was doing or that she did. It's about the story from... um, a Trump saying to, and I'm drawing a blank on the reporter, one of the white, white, the Watergate reporters, that he didn't want to instill panic, so he didn't say something, he didn't tell the people what was really going on with the coronavirus. So this part of the debate where we were, we're where she's talking about the um, not instilling panic. Listen, listen to what Kamala Harris, the words that she chose. Just, I, you, just, listen to this.
1: Thank you. Thank when you, your Senator children Harris. couldn't see your parents because you were afraid they could kill them. Well, lost families that are grieving that loss. And you know, the vice president is the head of the task force. The vice president said, when asked, well, why didn't y'all, how calm were you when you were panicked about where you're going to get your next roll of toilet paper? How calm were you when your kids were sent home from school and you didn't know when they could go back? How calm Thank were you... you... Thank when you. your children couldn't see your parents because you were afraid they could
0: kill them. So how common you you couldn't find your next your uh, next roll of toilet paper? Did you does she not realize that it was the panic of the that was being distilled upon us by the media and politicians of why people were hoarding toilet paper? It wasn't because they couldn't find a roll of toilet paper that people were panicked. It was that <clears throat> the the media and politicians had everybody, especially a left-wing politician, because this is something they wanted to use to bash Trump with, were having everybody in a panic, thinking we were going to run out of toilet paper. So people hoarded the toilet paper. It wasn't a panic because we couldn't find the next roll of toilet paper. Let me mansplain something to you, Kamala. It wasn't a panic because people couldn't find toilet paper. It was a panic because people feared the toilet paper would run out. And I was joking about the mansplaining. I don't know what that means. I mean, I, did, I guess, you know, mansplaining is when you, you spread your legs or something and you're sitting in front of a woman and talking to them. I don't know. Is that a little too graphic? But I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous how we, we get sucked up into this. Now, this moderator, let me address that real quick, because I don't think this moderator did that good of a job. Um, basically, all she, she said at one point in time that she was just there to keep the rules. OK, keep the rules, whatever. I, I think that was just, uh, just stupid. Uh, she's not there just to force the rules. she's there to keep the conversation going. And that's what always kills me about these debates, and what moderators don't understand is they have, a, they have the power to create history. Last week, Mike Wallace tried to stick to his format and his process, so he lost the golden opportunity to have probably one of the best debates the world has ever seen. Instead, he tried to control it and rein people in. That's not what he should have done. His job, the job of the moderator, is to get the conversation so the American people can see who these candidates are and what they stand for it benefits the left when moderators stick to processes like what Wallace tried to do and what this moderator did last night. She was just there to enforce the rules. That's all she said. Uh uh-huh. <clears throat> So, But she wasn't there to ask the questions. She wasn't there to stimulate dialogue. So also in this debate, we had um, fracking that came up. So once you listen to this, Kamala Harris or the uh, Biden administration has taken a lot of frack for this. So let me see if Uh, flack, I guess. Let me see. Let me pull up this soundbite of Harris on fracking.
1: The American people know that Joe Biden will not ban fracking.
0: That is a fact. Okay. So that is a fact. Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact, she says. Keep that in mind because there is... Something uh, maybe a foot here where Biden did say that. Listen to this.
1: There are critics that suggest you you're trying to have it both ways. That is, you want know, to tell the environmentalists
2: the up of your parties and you want to ban fracking, but you're telling workers here at right, and nothing to fear. I never told the environmentalists that I'm going to fracking. Period. And what
1: about and snowing? got transition away from I love you too. I love sure you know Yeah. I guarantee. You. I guarantee. You. We're going to do
2: fossil fuels. We are In fact, building in that
0: place uh you were saying kamala uh yeah let's see what is what did she say again let's see if we can pull that would be
1: the stance of a
2: biden-harris administration toward the green new deal you have two minutes uninterrupted
1: Sure. so first of all i will repeat and the american people know that joe biden will not ban fracking that is a fact that is a fact I will repeat that Joe Biden has been very clear that he thinks about growing jobs, which is why he will.
0: Yeah, it's a fact, Kamala. It's a fact that actually Biden actually did say he's going to ban fracking uh so there's there's one of her lies now let's get to the lie of the white supremacy hoax i'm, I'm tired of this one i really am because the left all, you know everything is white supremacy with them so when uh <clears throat> when every nail is white every hammer is white supremacy right so she goes on you know it's well in about an hour and 14 minutes into the debate and sh- you know, it comes up and you're what you were waiting for it to come up. But you were wondering, all right, what's it going to be? What when what's it going to look like? And, you know, what did she say? Is she going to say that Trump never uh, denounced white supremacy? Listen to this.
1: And the reality of this is that we are talking about an election in 27 days where last week, the president of the United States took a debate stage in front of 70 million Americans and refused to condemn white supremacists not
2: true.
1: and not true it wasn't like he didn't have a chance he didn't do it and then he doubled down and then he said when pressed stand back stand by
0: okay So here's the nonsense to that. First of all, the left has been saying that Trump has not banned white supremacists ever. He has a ton of times. They said he didn't ban it from the Charlottesville riots. He did. Listen to this. This is from Trump from August 14, 2017. August 11th of 2017 were the Charlottesville riots. So here's Trump Uh, at a press conference on August 14th of 27.7. And unfortunately, I had to pull this from the BBC because our press, our useless media, doesn't report this. Listen to Trump on, again, August 14th
2: of 2017. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. We are a nation founded on the truth that all of us are created equal. We are equal in the eyes of our Creator. We are equal under the law, and we are equal under our Constitution. Those who spread violence in the name of bigotry strike at the very core of America. Two days ago, a young American woman, Heather Hare, was tragically killed. Her death fills us with grief and we send her family our thoughts, our prayers, and our love. Uh,
0: you were saying? I mean, I am so sick of this. This is to the point where I just want to scream the top of my lungs that you've got to stop it. So what I'm talking to is not the left politicians that's what they do. Democrats do this. Democrats have been dividing this nation on race forever. They are the party of slavery. They are the party of Jim Crow. They are the party of racial division. They're the party of segregation. I mean, Kamala Harris accused Biden of being a racist and a segregationist. We've all seen clips. If you're in, and if you're involved and, and, and um, watching any kind of politics right now, you know you've seen that Biden's been getting slammed because he gave the eulogy of Robert Byrd, who was a leader in the KKK. And that was in the 2000s. This wasn't in the 1980s, 1970s, even the 1990s. So this this uh, meme of President Trump not denouncing white supremacists is just flat. Out wrong as well as him not denouncing it then <clears throat> chris wallace asked Do you denounce will you white denounce white supremacy and before he finished the sentence trump said sure and then they were talking about the proud boys somehow the left is trying to paint the proud boys as a white supremacist organization when the leader in florida is half black and half cuban i mean when if our media if our useless mainstream media actually did their job, leftist politicians wouldn't be able to be elected to dog catcher. The dogs are too important. People would see that because they racially divide the dogs. I am sick of the left. I am sick of the lies. I am sick of the left taking this hammer and beating it on the top of the heads of anyone who denounces or says they're conservative. I'm, I'm tired of it. I mean, there is nothing wrong with being a conservative. There is nothing wrong with wanting smaller, limited government. There is nothing wrong with being physical responsible. There is nothing wrong with wanting government out of our lives. And yes, I know that's not the GOP. The GOP is like government light. The, the, the Democrats are like government heavy. I'm a registered libertarian, and I believe in libertarian philosophies, but I know the libertarians, they're not going to get any traction. They keep running horrible candidates. They'll never get anywhere. So I vote based on my self-interest. Yes, my self-interest. I selfishly vote, as I believe everyone should, you too. And the reason why is because if you vote for your own self-interest, it'll help everybody else. But what does the left do? They come around, come along, and they say, people who don't vote for Democrats are not voting for their self-interest. They're too stupid. They don't even know not to vote for their self-interest. Self-interest to them is government control. Self-interest to them is government programs. The war on poverty started by uh, Lyndon Spain Johnson has not worked. The war has been a failure. But I digress. Let's keep on this, this debate because it was a horrible debate for Kamala Harris. It was a good debate for Pence, and it was a great debate or that fly that landed on Pence's. Now, the question that came in, one of the main questions uh, is packing the Supreme Court. So listen to this exchange. Uh, If you didn't see this or hear this, you'll see right now that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are avoiding this
2: issue. I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. Are you and Joe Biden gonna pack the court if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed? I mean, there have been 29 vacancies on the Supreme Court during presidential election years from George Washington to Barack Obama, presidents have nominated in all 29 cases, but your party is actually openly advocating adding seats to the Supreme Court, which has had nine seats for 150 years if you don't get your way. This is a classic case of if you can't win by the rules, you're gonna change the rules. Now you've refused to answer the question. Joe Biden has refused to answer the question. So I think the American people would really like to know if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States, are you and Joe Biden, if somehow you win this election, going to pack the Supreme Court to get your way?
1: I'm so glad we went through a little history lesson. Let's do that a little more. In 1864, oh, I'd like I, you to answer the question. No, the, 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 the Vice President, I'm Please. speaking. I'm speaking. Okay. In 1864, one of the I think political heroes, certainly of the president, I, I assume, if you also, Mr. Vice President, is Abraham.
0: Okay, <clears throat> what she was going on to say was that Abraham Lincoln uh, waited till after the election to. Um, nominate his Supreme Court or put his Supreme Court pick up. And now there's a little bit of a problem with that because what, uh, what she didn't catch and uh, a hat tip to Chris Burr Buskirk uh, on Twitter, uh, he, he tweeted out, Harris says Lincoln didn't nominate a Supreme Court justice before the 1864 election. That's because when Taney died on 1013, that was a Supreme Court justice, the Senate was out of session. He couldn't have nominated a Supreme Court justice. They were out of session. Uh, when they returned on 12-6, he nominated Solomon Chase that day, and the Senate confirmed him that day. So you were saying, Senator Harris, and if you watched the video, she got all giddy because she thought you know, this was a practice moment, obviously, but she never answered the question. They, she never answered the question of whether or not she would answer, listen to, the, to this. Well, let me queue it up. I guess I gotta get my, my, my uh, rhythm a little better,
2: my algorithm. I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. Are you and Joe Biden gonna pack the court if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed? I mean, there've been 29 vacancies on the Supreme Court during presidential election years from George Washington to Barack Obama. Presidents have nominated in all 29 cases your party is actually openly advocating adding seats to the Supreme Court, which has had nine seats for a hundred, if somehow you win this election. In 1864. Oh, I'd like you to answer the question. before. One of
1: the, I think, political heroes, certainly of the president, I, I assume if you also Mr. Vice President,
0: is Abraham. Again, she just goes on to, and that's the same clip. There's a little bit different audio on that one. But she never answers the question. She never answers the question. Even the moderator got involved, and she never answered the question of whether or not her and Biden plan on packing the court. Now, if you're not familiar with what they're trying to do, is if they if they win the uh, election and Amy Coney Barrett is seated, uh, the the left has said they're going to get back at them by packing the court. So what they want to do is they want to add like 11 justices. Right now there's nine. So the more justices they add the harder it is to, to keep the court balanced. And what this will do is they'll just put, If let's say Biden wins. And because this is not written into the constitution of how many Supreme Court justices there could be. So if Biden wins, and let's say they all of a sudden, they wanna put up 15, they want 15 on the court. You're saying, "E, wait a minute, that's balanced. It's still an odd number, yes it is. But that means all of a sudden you got nine now, they get the place six, six justices on the court, and you know all of them will be left leaning, every single one of them. And here's what, and I mentioned this in my show yesterday, uh, from a conversation uh, that Ted, uh, an interview I saw I heard with Ted Cruz is the left has been extremely good at picking leftist judges, and they stay leftist judges, whereas the right has, picks constitutional scholars, and it doesn't always go their way. So <clears throat> that's what it means by packing the court, and they won't say one way or the other, will they do it or not. The other thing that they want to do is they want to make <coughs> – excuse me – they want to make um, D.C. and Puerto Rico a state, because then all of a sudden, each one of those would get two senators, as is written into our Constitution, so that would be four more senators, and you know D.C. would be leftist. They'd go to the left, and Puerto Rico could go 50-50. You wouldn't get both of them being Republican. You wouldn't get both of them possibly being Democratic, because there is some Republican Government down there, so that means three out of the four would definitely be Democrat. So that's what they want to do. They they're not getting their way, so they want to pack the court. And it's just like, and she won't answer that question. So and then she was saying, you know, Biden says they are not going to cut taxes on anyone that's making less than four hundred thousand dollars. But then they say they're going to. Cut uh, Trump's tax cuts. They're going to rescind Trump's cap cuts. So here, here she is again talking about that. Let's get back.
1: On day one,
0: Joe Biden will repeal that tax bill. He'll get rid of it. And what he'll
1: do with the money is invest it in the American people.
0: Um, that, that raises the taxes on every American that pays any kind of taxes. That is a tax increase. I don't know how they reconcile, they just ignore it, by the way, but they absolutely are going to cut taxes on day one. This debate, I I mean, I wish the VP debates had more merit because I thought Pence did phenomenal. And if you dig into where Harris was, what she said, this debate is disastrous for the Democrats. I wish this was the presidential debate, as do a lot of people. I think also Harris, you know, the, the way the media is going to spin with the Harris uh, failure, because she did fail, she did not win this debate, was that, you know, Pence was trying to mansplain and that she's a woman of color, woman of color. That's the mansplaining piece. Then you add the color thing. And so she gets a complete pass. She gets a pass for being condescending and smug. Uh, she, was, she was absolutely horrible. But as I said, uh, these debates, the vice presidential debates just don't hold a whole lot of merit on the scheme of things. So I don't expect anything to come out of this debate. Don't expect um, it to change anybody's opinion, change any votes. It, it's going to be the, it, you know, we got another president, we have two more presidential debates, but I just saw uh, a headline come through on my phone that possibly um, that with some changes, Trump is saying won't debate. So um, that may not happen. The next presidential debate may not happen, which is a shame because it should happen. We should have two more presidential debates. B- given that this is a base election, there, there are very few people in the middle. Uh, people need to be motivated to go vote. And on both sides. So, you know, to the victor goes the spoils. But if both sides have the equal um, time and qualification to get their people out, their base out, and one gets more out, than the other then you know. There you go. Now I am a proponent of Trump getting more of his base out, and his base love him. Now, now one of the theories of what Trump and Bob Pence were doing is to disenfranchise Biden's base. Now, hear me out. I'm gonna get into this, and what will be done with the debate is the the idea is that if they ask these these candidates, Harris and Biden, questions. For them to denounce certain aspects of the far, far left, like fracking and like uh, the Green New Deal, then those on the far, far left are going to be disenfranchised and may not show up to the polls. So you heard Biden or Biden Harris or Biden say he's going to ban fracking. And then you heard Harris said that's just not true. But we know it is. We know he said that. So this morning there was a tweet from AOC and it was simply fracking is bad. That's all she said in it. Fracking is bad. So is this working, is this alienating the left? Are they left, are are that far left contingency, those loony, loony leftists, are they gonna be disenfranchised enough to where they don't go vote? It happened in 2016, remember the Bernie bros? A lot of them sat it out, some of them voted for Trump. Will the Bernie bros sit this one out too? Because you know, they don't like fracking. So I, you know, there's some validity to that theory. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't think this, this debate hurt or helped anybody. I think it's, it's a wash because it's a vice presidential debate, unfortunately. Uh, at best case scenario is that some on the left base saw that and are saying, yeah, I'm, I'm done here because I don't, want, I don't want to support an administration that supports fracking. And Biden now has come out in support of fracking. So how's he gonna say on the on the backside, I'm just lying, I'm just kidding. He said it to get the far left base to him. Now he's saying it to, to get the moderates to him. Will this work? Did Pence just do what Trump did to Biden last time, last last cycle? Did he just get this team, Harris Biden, mm-hmm, uh, to alienate and disenfranchise part of their base? Because if they did, it was masterful. I don't know if it is. Uh, we'll see in the polling, but the polling, the polling won't catch those disenfranchised far-left lunatics. It won't catch them. The polling is pretty much surface people, right? It's normal people. The far-left lunatics, they're not normal people. One last thing before we end this segment. Did you hear what um, Jane Fonda said? I mean, oh, listen to this. Jane Fonda, yeah, yeah, she's still alive. Listen to this. We can stop We are at a point where we can,
1: this is a crossroads, it's an existential crossroads and and we are people who can help determine which way humanity goes. What a great gift, what a tremendous opportunity, we're just so lucky. We have to use it with every ounce of intelligence and courage uh, and wherewithal we have because you're absolutely right, this is it. This is it. And, um, you know, I just think um, COVID is God's gift to the left.
0: (laughs) What an absolutely disgusting person. We're going to talk about this on the second segment of the PBO podcast today. So, again, this PBO podcast, our website is thepbopodcast.com. Please go to our website, click on our YouTube channel, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Woody. That's his big ask is to help us move up in the algorithm because Woody coined this phrase, by the way, not me, because Woody is a smart dog. Life is not the matrix, it is an algorithm. Thanks for listening to this part of the PBL podcast. We're going to talk about Jane Fonda on the second segment before we Very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director, Kathy Rinkin. Now Kathy who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals, charisma coaching. Now Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching? For you, if you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, charisma coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength, as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or again talking with the media in front of. Camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You would lo- you're going to love this workshop.